0: All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Going to talk about foods to eat for athletes and performance, and got a fun recipe at the end for you. Um, so sit back, relax, enjoy this nice Sunday show. Welcome back to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt, and I'm uh, just sitting back on this nice Sunday afternoon and thought, um, you know, n- no time is better than to put out this episode I've been working on for the um, for the athletes out there, for the people out there that uh, eat to perform, and uh, you know that's a thing. And for most of you that that follow me, know that. Uh, I am a competitive athlete, um, in my own sense, and I do compete in, I guess some people call it Olympic weightlifting. I just call it weightlifting, but that gets, uh, very confused in certain aspects of different groups or whatever. But, um, so I, I go out there and I compete, uh, I'm not going to say I'm like, I'm not a professional athlete. Okay. So let's make sure we, we understand that I am not saying I'm a professional athlete, but what I am is I do go to competitions. I pay to uh, to do that. I have a coach. I have a team. I train, and it's something that is very passionate to me in my life. Um, and with that said, like I, so I'm uh, I've been able to combine the two things, and really, uh, I'm going to say the three things in life that matter the most to me. Okay. So first and foremost, family, my family is very much involved in, uh, the weightlifting. You know, my wife, uh, comes to competitions and she actually coaches me up through in the back room and gets me ready to go on the platform. Um, my kids are out there learning they Uh, you know, I have my son learning how to deadlift right now. He's seven years old. Um, I'm, you know, my daughter, uh, she deals with, uh, something called Kabuki syndrome and, uh, we're going to do a whole episode on uh, food for the Kabuki Syndrome and how that's all affected. But, you know, she's just dealing with gross motor skills. So I'm having her next next to me with a PVC pipe or with, you know, maybe a weighted um, trainer's bar, you know, working through motions, getting the blood moving, stuff like that. So my family is very intertwined with my athletics. And so I said, like, hey, how can I in input the food aspect, right? Well, that goes hand in hand. And all you athletes out there know that it goes hand in hand because when you step out on a platform or when you go to, you know, run, do your run, or um, say you got a CrossFit competition or you're going to swim a couple miles, like you know that you have to be fueled to be able to perform, whether you are performing for practice, whether you are performing for a competition, or whether you're just out there trying to get something in, it doesn't matter. You need to uh, eat to perform. And there's so many, oh man, so many ideas on, on what the right thing is to eat. And I think that if I, you know, if I didn't know food, and if I didn't have a real, real good grasp on cooking and Nutrition and understanding what food does when it goes in the body and and all that stuff i would be I would be so confused on oh what do I eat as an athlete you know there 's so much information out there there 's these fad diets which they do hold a place in athletic performance but we'll we 'll touch on that in just a second um, there are uh, you know different ideas of what you should and shouldn 't eat. Um, when you should eat, how you should eat, uh, it's just like, my, I mean, like I said, if I didn't have the the idea and the understanding and the confidence with food, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Bottom line, I would not know what to do. So, you know, for all you people out there, you know, I, I would I would assume that most of you. If you're any type of elite athlete, you know, and you're listening to this, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, Second of all, um, I would imagine you have some sort of nutritional coach. Uh, Your coach is probably telling you what to eat. Uh, Your teammates are probably helping you. You know, you probably have some information. But, you know, this, I'm really going to talk about the basics. And you all know me. I am um, very much, let's work with the basics and go from there. Uh, I want to invoke conversation, invoke thought. And so, the, you know, the basics of what we need to be able to perform on our perspective platform, I guess you could say. Uh, it's tricky. Um, you know, one of the things I love about weightlifting is that you have to eat a lot. And in the beginning, you can eat whatever the heck you want. Like literally whatever you want, I mean, I remember I was coming home and my wife had made chili and I was eating chili over rice and I had like two, like quarter pound with cheese from, uh, McDonald's that I got. Cause I was real, I was just, I was exhausted. You know, the amount of calories you burn, uh, in the weightlifting training is, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I was, you know, um, we work in kilos, but I'll talk pounds here. I was like, maybe, hmm. Uh, 196 pounds, I think, somewhere around that. I was under 200 pounds, and uh, in this sport, you need to you need to you need to weigh some. You need to have some weight to throw around the weight. Um, so I was really trying to uh, put on put on the weight because I was burning so much. So not only was I trying to replenish, but I was trying to gain, and I was trying to gain in, in the ways of anything that I could possibly do. Um, as I've gotten further into this competitive sport, I've noticed that like, you got to be specific about when you eat, how you eat. And I've noticed that through performance. Um, I've noticed that through, uh, training. I've noticed it from, I can be halfway into my, you know, my training cycle and, I just don't have the steam, and as a forty one year old master's lifter, like um I need to make sure that my diet is right on top of that um for the past you know I would say two years or so after I started um, my blood pressure started spiking, and uh you know I am blessed with uh a heart disease that Runs thick in the family. And so my goal, once I found out uh, all of that stuff, is to not only eat and consume food so I can perform, but to uh, consume food so I can perform, be healthy, be happy, and live proper. It, it, you know, it's funny. As an athlete, you start learning how to stack. You know, they they talk a lot about, like, stacking you know, your joints in the lift or stacking your muscles on top of each other, you know, to make sure that you have proper form or you're not going to get hurt. You hear that word stack a lot. Well, as an athlete and somebody who has life outside of athletics, like a family and a career, you got to learn how to stack these things. So they work with each other, not against each other. And so when it came to my health um, I needed to really come up with a, an understanding. So I started the basics and that's what I'm going to give you here. So first and foremost, um, we all know like the, the basic, uh, you know, food pyramid. Um, I think that thing was, oh man, I, I maybe in the seventies, it was made in the seventies. I, I don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, you need to get your fruits and vegetables. You need to get your grains, your proteins, your dairy. And that's all good and stuff because that that's very vague. That's very broad, right? But I broke it down to uh, three major aspects of my health that I needed to get in. And some of those aspects... Uh, are not, they're not super debatable, but, you know, I know I know people that are maybe on the carnivore diet and um, swear that we are not supposed to eat vegetables. Well, um, I know that my body reacts well to specific vegetables and doesn't to others. And so I'm going to go through the the three main things that I like to hit in my diet, which is carbohydrates, protein, and the healthy fats. And... Before I start that, I want to say one thing: hydration is key, no matter what you eat, no matter how you eat, you need to hydrate. Water is the best thing you can do for your joints, for your muscles, for um pretty much your body and living. You know we can go multiple days without eating, but we can 't go i don 't think more than two and a half days without water or we die so that should tell you something um, again. I'm throwing out these loose terms, so um, please, if, if uh, I'm completely offending you, my apologies. But let's start with carbohydrates. So um, I, what I did was I basically just made three boxes. And within those boxes, one of them was carbohydrate, one of them was protein, and the other one was the healthy fats. So I wrote it out like, you know how we learned how to do uh, these, you know, outlines. I just wrote it out like an outline because that's what makes sense to me. Now, m- some of you might have, uh, you know, advanced knowledge in the Excel sheet. Great. Get on it. I love Excel. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes I need to something specific and very simple. Um, so what I did was I took a whiteboard and I took tape and I made four boxes. So just a big T in the middle. So, you know, uh, a piece of tape going down the middle long ways and a piece of tape going down the middle uh, down vertical. And got four boxes. So I got my carbohydrates. Uh, fruit. Fruit is a huge thing. Fruit, for me, actually was a filler. Um, I remember I would wake up and um, there was a time when I was doing some intermittent fasting and I would never want to come off of my fast uh, with like a cheeseburger. So I'd always carry um, a thing of grapes and two apples with me, and come eleven o'clock, sometimes noon, I would—I mean, I would annihilate those things. So I would get my fruits in, but those were my those were my initial comeback from the uh, from the fast that I was doing. Um, and intermittent fasting is a really fun thing to do, um, not sustainable, but you, there's some interesting performance that comes out of it. Um, that could be another show, though. Um, so fruits, make sure you get your fruit in apple, banana, um, grapes, melons. I can eat a whole watermelon. I'm not joking. Like, and there's fun things you can do with a watermelon. Like you can cut it up into cubes and freeze it. And I'm telling you, um, there's nothing better than taking some watermelon ice cubes and throwing them in your water. Or, you know, it's just, it's fun. I love, I love watermelon and hate that. Guess what else you're getting? a lot of water because it's saturated with it. Um, Oatmeal. Oatmeal is an interesting thing because I think people ended up taking oatmeal a bit too far. You know, I'm going to make a cup of oatmeal, maybe two cups at the most if I had a hard workout or big-time squats the night before. But what that is going to do is that going to give me the good carbohydrates, but it's also going to give me extended energy. And I used to say something... um, (laughs) That My grandpa used to tell me, and and I'm sure many people have heard this before, but it's like oatmeal sticks to your ribs. Well, it doesn't literally stick to your ribs, but where that came from is the idea that it's sustained energy. And it takes your body just that much more time to break it down. And as it breaks down slowly, it's constantly releasing a little bit of that carbohydrate that you need. Um, So that's a good one. Uh, Starchy vegetables. Now, these are the vegetables that uh, I really like to eat like on the weekends because I have the ability to burn them a lot easier on the weekends. Um, And these are like sweet potatoes, white potatoes, squash. You know, I love cooking with squash. Butternut squash is a staple in my house. Um, Every season, I'm going to say every fall season, eh, autumn, whatever you want to call it, uh, my daughter and I, we will make um, butternut squash raviolis. And we'll make probably... You know, a hundred or so of them, and then we freeze them, and we have them for, you know, through the holidays. Maybe depending on, you know, how good they were. But um, that's an that's an easy way to get them in. But anyways, squashes is, are great. You can. It's so simple. It's a literally cut them, bunch of butter, a little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of salt and pepper, roast them hard and fast, and pull them out. And it's like you got this, like just delicious uh, substance that you can eat and there's no reason you shouldn't eat it. Um, whole grains, whole grain bread and crackers are, uh, you know, that was probably the least of my liked carbohydrates, but I will say with the whole grain breads, um, that would go, I would use that on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, anybody listening to this that knows me, knows that the peanut butter and jelly is my number one um, recovery uh, performance food that I, I, I swear by it. I absolutely swear by it. I will eat it in between my snatches and clean the jerks. I will eat it on the way to work in the morning. I will eat like two of them and a large glass of chocolate milk. And when I say glass, I mean quart of chocolate milk. For lunch, you know, um, I, I for me, first of all, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is comprised of what's called a complete protein, right? So, all a complete protein is is when um, you combine the amino acids that your body makes with the amino acids that your body doesn't make, and what that does is that uh, makes a complete protein. Okay, so a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is that complete protein. And as your body, um, you know, as athletes, we're put through all this stress and we're put through, um, you know, hard training. Our bodies are beat up, right? We need to replenish them. So why not replenish them with something that is going to help those muscles recover? Peanut butter jelly is going to do that, right? Okay. I think I posted something on uh, Instagram not too long ago. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, it is on Instagram. I just checked, and um, it was. I've never done this. Somebody went and bought uh, donuts, right? And there is always that uh, jelly-filled glazed donut that nobody eats, and I am like, why is this always the one at the end of the freaking box? Nobody eats it. So I walk in in the morning, and these are donuts for leftover from the day before, and I am like, you know, beat up. (laughs) I think I had some hard squats the night before, and. I look at that donut and I'm like, I'm eating that sucker. But then I was like, how can I make this better? And I look over and I see a giant jar of peanut butter. And I'm like, peanut butter and jelly donut. What the heck? How has nobody figured this one out yet? Well, maybe people have. But um, I just said, I'm going to make a video of this. And so if you haven't seen that video, go to Instagram. It's basically me slabbing a huge... Pile of peanut butter on a jelly-filled donut, that um, is was just glorious. I think it was like four bites. But to get back to the carbohydrates, generally that's how I get my whole grain breads in. I'm not a big cracker eater. I don't. I just don't. I don't munch on crackers. Maybe a Ritz cracker with uh, tuna fish, but eh, Outside of that, I'm not. I'm not hitting a cracker. Uh, you know, I would do high, high fiber, you know, when it comes to high fiber, like I'm doing grape nuts for cereal. That's what I was trying to get at. I'm doing like grape nuts for cereal. I'm doing maybe some Cheerios. Um, but I'm not a huge, like cereal is a treat for me. And when I eat cereal, I eat it in the giant mixing bowl size. So, um, it's probably a lot. And sometimes I like those sugary ones, but I made sure I got some cereal in because cereal was on my list here, and and it was just like you know Honey Nut Cheerios. That that's a solid one. Grape Nuts, um, oh, Toasted. Uh, no no no. What's Toasted Oats is like kind of like the cheap Cheerio brand, but there's something about those. Um, I hated them at first, but I don't know what happened. I put a little bit of honey on it, and it's just yeah. Anyways, that's your uh, your your cheap tip for Honey Nut Cheerios is taking the Western Family Toasted Oats, drizzling a bucket full of honey on it, putting some milk in there, and you got Honey Nut Cheerios. Hey, look at that! Um, the next one was a struggle for me. It was uh, quinoa. Quinoa is also a complete protein, but quinoa is for me it's a struggle and a challenge because. You have to flavor it, like flavor it through the damn grain. And if you don't, it's just bland. Uh, it's, I mean, it's worse than uh, rice has more flavor, right? Um, and so, I, you know, quinoa was something I tried to get in like once a week. Um, I finally had found, uh, we have a, a deli around here. There's a couple locations of it. It's called Elephant's Delicatessen but um, they're notorious for charging you 15 bucks for a cookie. <laughs> but they made this fantastic uh, quinoa and kale salad. So there it is. I was hitting my quinoa and my, you know, some vegetables. Um, that, uh, that salad I would probably get in once a week. Sometimes I'd put a little tuna fish on top of that, and it would actually be all right. Uh, next one is the non-starchy vegetables. okay. So non-starchy, and I'm I'm a huge fan of broccoli. Although it makes your house smell like farts when you cook it, um, it is so good for you. And eat the stalks, please. Stop cutting off the stalks. Broccoli is filled with vitamin C. Like, beyond your, your even imagine, like, what you, excuse me, what you think you know about it, it is one of the best sources Um of vitamin C. And so when anybody asks me like, oh man, I need more carbs, but I need the good carbs. What do I eat? Broccoli is always my first like go to broccoli or kale, right? Kale is such a good one. Um, so the last one on the carbohydrates that I want to talk about is rice. Now, um, I know there's, there's two, uh, camps out there, right? Um, brown rice over white rice or white rice over, you know, listen, I don't really give a shit what kind of rice you're eating. Just get some rice in your diet. And, uh, I would say probably about a year ago when I first started, uh, the podcast on weightlifting talk with John North, um, I did a segment on rice. Like it was nothing but rice. And I'm telling you that there is so many beneficial things that you can get from rice um, it is fuel on fuel on fuel and it is slow releasing fuel okay um, so one of my most favorite breakfast items is rice cereal I think I did a video on it I might have deleted the video um, but if anybody is like interested in that recipe let me know it's super easy it's day old cold rice with milk and a you know, a bunch of like cinnamon sugar and all that stuff. Um, But I am more than happy to do that. Um, I think one of my teammates actually cooked it with a different liquid. Um, I use, I like to use coconut water because I think that enhances it. Um, But rice, get rice in your diet. And when you do it, make it early in the day. Um, And it, you know, just don't eat it before bed. Um, But rice needs to be in your diet as an athlete because if it's not, You're just, you're missing out on so many opportunities to fuel yourself. Uh, Next list is a little bit shorter. Um, I was pretty, I am very picky about my proteins. And part of that is because um, I know (laughs) I've done enough, I've had enough education, I've done enough butchering, I know what goes into um, taking an animal from the life form, to my plate. And there's not a whole people, a whole lot of people out there that I do trust with that. But, um, I do definitely believe you have to have protein in your diet and I'm talking whole protein. I'm not talking about like, you know, protein powders. Yes, you should have those, but definitely understand what protein powder works best for you. Um, some people, it doesn't work well for, and actually will have an adverse effect. Um, so my first and number one protein, boom, eggs. And the recipe I'm going to give you today at the end of this episode is uh, going to be an egg recipe that you can meal prep and all that stuff. So anyways, eggs. And yes, people, we are eating the whites and we are eating the yolks. The yolks on eggs, um, everybody's afraid of that cholesterol. I can tell you, and please let me squash that this right now that egg yolks is the glu- the good cholesterol. I can promise you that. I will go up against anybody who wants to challenge me on that one. And I say that because I think there's just these... Um, I'm not... Okay, I don't know the motives of these people that put out stuff that's saying... Oh, eat the whites, not the yolks. The yolks are bad for you, bad cholesterol. I don't know. I think that came out before my time. And when I mean before my time, I mean like before my time in the kitchen and really understanding the egg. The egg is, is such a complex uh, food, and it can do a lot. It is the extraordinary egg, and it's no joke. Like, it can do a lot. But in the yolk, the main thing for an athlete to be concerned about is that It's the good cholesterol. It will increase uh, your muscle mass. It'll jumpstart hormone development. Like, those are two things. I mean, shoot, there's people out there taking steroids and, and, you know, hormones to try to um, increase, you know, become a better athlete. You know, whether or not you're doing that, none of my business. I I don't, you know, I I stay away from that. I I don't need to judge you for you or whatever. But what I am going to do is I'm going to tell you like, hey, why don't you try to do this naturally? You know, eat those yolks. Eat the yolks. It's going to do nothing but good things for you. Okay, that's my rant on that. Uh, The next protein that I firmly believe in is Greek yogurt. And I will actually take Greek yogurt, blueberries, there's my fruit, and uh, a scoop of Sometimes vanilla protein powder. I like the strawberry protein powder. Um, I didn't ever do chocolate. Those are the main two, vanilla and strawberry. and Or vanilla or strawberry. But I would take a scoop of uh, protein powder, a thing of vanilla Greek yogurt, and some um, blueberries, mix it up. And that was such a freaking good snack before I lifted. Like, that thing, that fueled me. Um, The next thing of protein that is very special and very close to my heart is milk. And milk is, oh, man, there's, again, there's all this stuff out there that, you know, people think milk's bad for you. Some people think milk's inhumane to drink. Um, I love chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. I think it's so good for you. It provides you with the sugars you need. You get the, the proteins you need. You get the fats you need. And it is just it's one of those things that, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, like, why, why do all, you know, people that work in gyms or work out or whatever, why is chocolate milk a thing? And I know from the scientific fact of what it brings, which I just told you, the fats, the sugars, and the proteins. um, But outside of that, I know that it was like a a fad of like, got to get my milkshake or my, you know, my chocolate milk in. I don't know much about that aspect of it. I just know I like it because it goes well with my uh, with my peanut butter jelly sandwich, and I love it. It just tastes good. Um, so it's one of those things that like I can't drink a ton of it before I go to bed; just not a good thing um, for many reasons. But I just I stay away from it. I drink it in the morning, lunchtime, and then usually I'm about done. Uh, red meats. Red meats and poultry are two of the protein meats that I will eat, and I like to eat. Now I can tell you, um, you want, you know, depending on your health, depending on how your body processes it, uh, red meats is something that you want to be very specific about. You want to go through and you want to get some labs. Go out there, go to your doctor, and say, I want you to pull. Um, a full chart of my labs, and I want to see where my cholesterol is. I want to see where my hormones are sitting. I want to see where all this stuff is, so then I can take and build a diet, right? And I know how much red meat I should be eating. Um, same with uh, with poultry. It's it's a little different because uh, you know some people think you should have chicken as an athlete. You should have chicken in everything. I am going to say yes to chicken. But I'm going to say even bigger yes to uh, turkey. Now, turkey has a lot more protein. It's a lot leaner. Um, it, some believe it's a little bit cleaner. But um, I like it because you can eat it and infuse it in the same way you eat other proteins. What I mean by that is like one thing that we do in, in my house is we take ground turkey and we put it, hit it with a ton of taco seasoning and we make burritos a bunch of vegetables and and you know the the flour tortillas and all that stuff and you would never know that that's turkey but um you're still getting that high protein you're still getting that lean good meat that you need so you know with with the meats i'm gonna say is be specific don't go out there eating red meat every day because i know that can be bad for some people and i don't want to i don't want to give any bad advice So be very specific when it comes to that. Now, the next one, um, I, (laughs) at first, I took a little overboard, which was the healthy fats. Um, And because the healthy fats are really good, right? And there's a couple things in here that, I mean, I would eat uh, way too many of them to actually um, hmm, be, that would actually work, I guess you could say. Um, And what I mean by work (laughs) is they wouldn't go right through me. Like, first one is nuts and seeds. I had, I mean, listen, I I love going to, we have a store called Trader Joe's, right? And they have an aisle full of like flavored cashews or smoked almonds and, you know, um, there's a really good one, a smoked sesame seeds, or not sesame seeds, but uh, sunflower seeds, smoked sunflower seeds or Thai chili sunflower seeds. I mean, I could eat the whole bag in the sitting from the store back to my office, which is like a 15-minute drive. I'll tell you that um, your gut won't appreciate it, okay? So take a little bit of advice from somebody who it's happened to. Uh, It doesn't matter um, if you're like, oh, I'm getting it in. Just be more specific about this because we don't want to overdo it because it will stress out your, your gut health. Um, so, uh, nuts and seeds, obviously that's a good one. Couple cups a day, spread it out throughout the day. I, you know, a couple cups, I would say two cups tops, you know? So, um, but these are good things like when like almonds, almonds are great for when you're hungry and you want that fix, right? Say, you know, uh, you had a you had a late lunch or you have a late lunch because you 're in a meeting you know or whatever pack some almonds um there's a couple things morally almonds i get i get a lot of hell for this because um almonds it takes so much water to actually create one almond that uh a lot of people <laughs> will will shame me because of it, but you know i 'd let that go in one year and out the other um, but almonds are great because it takes your your stomach. And your body um, more time to break it down, which allows you to feel uh, full. So, almonds, anytime anybody's asking me to write them a nutrition plan, almonds is like spread out throughout the entire thing because generally, if I'm writing somebody a nutrition plan, it's somebody who wants to lose weight and still be productive in their athletic performance. And almonds is a great one because it, it provides you with the nutrition, it provides you with your fats. Um, but it also uh, makes you feel hungry or makes you feel uh, full at times um, olive oil um, my let 's see my mom 's dad used to uh, have a tablespoon of olive oil every single day and he sweared by it and I'll tell you, if you don't get any other benefit, the what it does to your skin is freaking amazing. Like, this man was 50 years old and looked like he was 35. So, uh, olive oil is, is, is one, another one of those really good fats. Also, olive oil is a great finishing oil on top of your fish, on top of your poultry. Um, anytime you want to, like, uh, you know, eat, eat, cook your eggs in it. So that way you're doing protein and healthy fats, right? Um, another one is avocados. I love avocados, and avocados can be such a an amazing um, healthy brain food like it helps focus happen in your brain um, It feeds your body with the the fats that it needs i mean it helps your skin it helps your hair i i don 't know if there 's anything bad about an avocado now. Obviously, I haven't done extensive research on that, but I'm telling you now that like I've never seen anything bad from it. And it's not like you can overeat the avocado either, because I think the most I've eaten is like two and I, it, you feel full, right? The amount of like water content versus, you know, substance. It, it's great. It's, if you take anything from this, put avocados in your freaking diet, if you're not already peanut butter. We talked about peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, but I mean, often if I get into work, say I, I, you know, I leave the house around 7 30 AM, drop my kids off at school, hit the office and you know, I'm already getting hungry. You know, I'm walking into my office kitchen. I'm grabbing, you know, a banana and three scoops of, of peanut butter. Like that, that'll hold me over until my next little snack. Right. Um, That's a good one, though. And I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to uh, pause the podcast and get my son some milk. Um, Okay, so I talked about peanut butter. You know, the last thing I'm going to really say is is, uh, hummus. Hummus is made with uh, garbanzo beans, or some people call them chickpeas. They're the same freaking thing. Um, Super easy to make, ground up, um, some tahini paste. I'll give a recipe for you guys if you want to do hummus. But it, hummus is like uh, the healthy peanut butter, I guess you could say, or the even more healthier peanut butter. Because when you're with peanut butter, you know you can go to the store and you can get the stuff that's loaded with sugar and and there's some oil in it that is inhumane apparently now to eat. So you know that you know the one thing about food is that I try not to to buy into all these things you know um, there's there it seems like every week I'm hearing about something that we shouldn't be eating because of the way it's made and the way it's processed Um, processed food is is not anywhere really in your diet in this diet that I talked about I mean you do have some processed food but you got to understand that like unless you have your own little farm and you have time to make all of your food it's it's inevitable that you're going to do it so so take the time to go out there and find the local sourced food, find the provider that's that, you know, and that you can maybe talk to the butcher. You know, there's there's a farm uh, not too far from my house where I used to go and get uh, what's called now, mind you, the name's a little funny, but it's called pig in a box. And what they used to do um, is they, they are a they are a pig farmer. And they will sell you a pig in the box, and I think it turns out to be like a dollar ten a pound. But they take the pig and they cut it into three sections. And it's a pretty big box, right? So then you take it, then I would go there and I would get the box, I'd put it in the back of the truck, and I would drive home. And I had a six foot table sitting there. Maybe I'll post this as my uh I'll post this as the picture to uh, this episode, but I would take, and I would butcher that pig down. I would break it down into all its little cuts. You know, we got the bacon and the belly for the bacon and, you know, all the ribs, the, um, the pork chops, the hams, the roast, you know, everything I needed, you know, making grounding it up to make the sausage and all that stuff. Um, but what I was really doing there was I was taking a farmer that I knew, Um, how they processed. I knew how they raised these pigs. I knew what they fed them. And I knew that it was in a way that I agreed with and would also help fuel my body. And, And that's when people talk about clean eating, you know, understanding where your food comes from, understanding how it's grown and understanding what it is before you put it in your body. Because You know, you could be eating some ground beef or whatever, some pig out there that's been injected with a bunch of hormones. Great. If that's going to help you lift. Cool. But understand there's long term effects to that. Um, On the other side of that is just, you know, understand uh, what you're looking for and what works for your body. And so. uh, I guess the last thing I want to really touch on with this is that good nutrition needs to be flexible and needs to be individualized to the athlete. You know, I just gave you a broad spectrum of, you know, things to eat, carbohydrates, proteins, and healthy fats. You make your own list. What I just shared with you was my list, right? Um, But if you just start combining uh, food groups and, you know, mess around with the amounts I'm telling you, your body's response to how you perform and how you live daily is going uh, to increase. And you're going to notice a difference. I noticed a difference. Um, and for those of you athletes that are listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For when you go to perform, you notice a difference that if you were eating, you know, 10 cheeseburgers or versus, you know, a good steak with some vegetables and maybe some rice. Right. We all notice that. Um, I guarantee that most people out there would notice it if they actually paid attention. So uh, I am going to give you one of my favorite recipes for uh, food prepping as athletes. You know, dad, I'm a, I'm, I'm a family man. I'm I'm an athlete. I have a career and <laughs> We all know that breakfast and then the morning time can be one of the most busiest times out there, right? So I used to do uh, these, I would, food, I would prep these egg Florentine cups. And it doesn't take much, right? So you need a, a muffin pan. You need a carton of eggs. You need a, a, a shallot, uh, some all-purpose flour, some half-and-half, uh, spinach, Parmesan cheese, uh, a little bit of seasoning. I usually use uh, nutmeg and some dry mustard. I'm telling you, the dry mustard will knock it out of the park. People won't understand why why it tastes so good. Um, and then a little bit of olive oil. Um, I will post this recipe uh, on the page just to make sure that, you know, you all are getting it. But the basic of this recipe is you're taking your eggs and, you know, you're whipping them up. You're putting uh, the half and half in there. Uh, you're taking, I like to take the olive oil and put it in there. And if you don't have olive oil, you can use some melted butter. I'm telling you, if you take it, whip it up with your, uh, your whisk and you pour it in as you're whisking it, you're going to get a better produced uh, scrambled egg. Um, and then I take like my garlic and my shallot. And uh, you know, a little bit of the flour and I take that all that Parmesan and everything and I put it in the cup in the bottom. Okay? And then I pour my egg mixture over top. I right there, I have twenty-four egg cups that I'm gonna cook off at 350 for roughly fifteen to seventeen minutes. I like my eggs a little browned on top. Um just personally how I like it. If you like it a little bit less brown and more moist, you know, cut it down to the 15 minutes, start at 15 minutes. And then if um, the 15 minutes doesn't work, then move, you know, move it up up a, a, a little bit or move it back. You know, it's all, it's all about time and temperature, right? I don't know how your oven cooks, but what I can tell you is that after you get done making these, you let them cool you pack them into, you know, your plastic baggies or your, your Tupperware container or whatever you're using, and you have, you know, three, basically three to four eggs per breakfast for the entire week. I mean, it's that easy, right? And it's you just wrap them in a paper towel, throw in the microwave for maybe 30 seconds, and bam, you have eggs in your diet first thing in the morning. Now, you know, maybe you wake up on Saturday. Oh, I got a couple more of these egg cups. Hey, look, I got some rice. Let's, uh, let's throw the eggs on top of the rice, maybe make some bacon, throw it in there. And then you all of a sudden have like this scramble. That's just amazing. Um, but again, baked eggs, Florentine, I'm going to put the recipe on my Instagram, which is max effort underscore kitchen at its Instagram. Um, Check it out. Come in there. Follow me. If there's anything that you said that I or that I said that you liked, reach out to me. And if there's anything I said that you didn't like, do it again. Reach out to me. I'd love to talk about things. Um, and I'm not too proud. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, I just know what works for me. And I just know that as an athlete, uh, you got to take the time to worry about what goes on outside of your athletics. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning. You know, the trifecta. Family, athletics, and food. That's my trifecta. But that's because I have a career in food. I am uh, in love with my family, and I am an athlete at heart. So those are the things that works for me. That's my trifecta. So go out there, build your trifecta, tell me about it, Talk to people about it. Live and breathe it, right? Because that's what we do. And what are we trying to do? We're trying to be happy. So remember, stay strong, eat hard, and just be healthy and happy. And uh, look forward to talking to you at the next episode. It's going to be dropping this week. I hope everybody has a fantastic week and the end of their weekend. And we will uh, talk to you soon.